episode of Caroline Talks and today I am joined by filmmaker Poppy Garden to discuss her new short film For Your Consideration which has screened at multiple film festivals throughout 2020 going into 2021 and now for our discussion today it has been released on Vimeo for viewing and that would have been June the 28th so we'll discuss the film but before then I'll just like um, Poppy to tell us a little bit about herself and how she got into filmmaking and creating this film in particular so Poppy yeah, uh, so thank you so much for having me. Um, Poppy Gordon here with For Your Consideration. Um, launching yesterday, premiering yesterday, um, the 28th, as you mentioned, on Vimeo and, bo and both Omleto as well, which I guess is a premiere destination for short films for distribution and where people can w watch them. So it's on Omleto and Vimeo for your consideration. Um, it's about uh, close to 14 minutes. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's uh, had a great festival run. I've been very positively surprised by that. I didn't really expect it to, to get in any place when I made it. So I was very happy um, that it got picked up. And um, yeah, it was an interesting year to release my first short. I have to say, I really know how to pick a good one. So. Um, I was all excited and I was like, yay, let's go to film festivals and, you know, see how an audience reacts live to my film and meet other people in the same community that I want to be a part of and all of that. And then all of a sudden I landed at CineQuest where it was premiering and I found out that it was being canceled as I was landing. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, so it had a great run, but mostly you know some some physical locations but a lot of online since um we had the pandemic and um so i wasn't really able to see so much how a live audience especially in groups kind of reacts to the film so um having it launched now and also you know omleto is also on youtube so this is the first time i'm really seeing people react to it it already has like in one day over twenty thousand views and tons of comments and so I'm gleaning a lot from all of that already from the from the comments. You know, people are very honest on YouTube. They don't hold back the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, so, and I and I always knew it was going to be a controversial film as well. So it's kind of cool to just see that interaction. And I've been very lucky in that it's also received some terrific press. And it's been really through a lot of the press that I've been able to have an exchange and a dialogue with you know the public in in that kind of a way which is really very rewarding um so it's it's been it's been a great run even though we've had the pandemic in a sense i've gotten a lot of like feedback in other ways mm. um the thing with this film and like you like you mentioned this is your first short film so i have to ask um because the topic is about three um i believe it, they're set it's set in la so there are three LA socialites. They're like, they're obviously daughters of rich people in either the film industry and other industries in LA. And they just randomly decide they're gonna make a woke film and for um, Oscar consideration. And it's interesting that this film came out the time it did because it's talking like the, the film they talk, they, they talk about um, 
they discuss should they make it about um the crisis at the border about you know about the mexicans crossing the border and the treatment of of children in um in the detention centers and then they switch um they switch gears and say okay how about we make it about a black woman and then she has uh what they want to quote one of them a baby daddy who's in prison like you know falling into all these stereotypes but when i was watching it i was thinking if you had made this film like this year 2021 i could see these women talking about making the film making a film about the covid pandemic and about the crisis and and then even maybe even about um the election and or what happened in february on february the 6th where you know the insurrectionists at the capitol and i was just thinking if you had made this film like now these women would be having these same kind of conversations and then it's just like could you just tell me a bit about your decision to have it not only about these three socialists, but the the, the the specific topics they picked, because as I said, they could have talked about the 2016. They really could have. And I mean, it's something I, I didn't ever think about it as episodic or a feature, but I think it definitely could. You can pretty much put in it anything there. And we Aldo and I were kind of, he's my writing partner, we were laughing. We're like, the next part of the film would be like the apology tour, like the, them apologizing about the films that they made, ultimately, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it, uh, we wrote it, I don't even know, like maybe three years ago, you know? Um, and um, it's been quite the process, like from concepting it to writing it to producing and then post-production, you know, it, it, it's, when you care about all the details and getting everything right, it's definitely a process, you know, the writing. Um, also, you know, we, we wrote it and then we also workshopped it with um, actors. Um, so it was very kind of smithed, curated, calculated, calculated whimsy in a sense, you know, um, how we how we approached it. So, yeah, they they definitely um, you know, they, they realize that the films that tend to do very well at, you know, award ceremonies, festivals, all alike, the ones that get the most kind of um, pats on the back tend to um, be, you know, kind of social consciousness raising films that have to do with, you know, examining the disenfranchised, the, um, you know, the themes of, uh, poverty, of um, uh, marginalization, um, you know, uh, trauma, all sorts of just misery, really, and, and strife and, and difficulty. Um, those are the films that tend to do quite uh, well. And um, in terms of what, as a culture and as a society, we are, you know, recognizing as meaningful and important, um, and um, and since they also would like to be recognized as filmmakers and win awards and have, you know, career paths in the same industry that likely their parents are also from, they try to kind of game the system and figure out who has it the worst at the moment, who hasn't been, who hasn't been, whose worst experience hasn't been done before, quote unquote. Um, you know, uh, that, that they, in a sense, whose misery can they too exploit for their own personal uh, gain, as in recognition and, 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 and glamour. Um, and that's their motivation. 
And that's kind of how we set up the story and that's what they try and do. And um, they kind of run through the different uh, ideas that, that they have. And uh, obviously they're trying to be very, un very woke, but in the process of trying to be woke, they're also horribly unwoke um, mm -hmm. in, in how they're going about that. And, uh, and yeah, that was, I guess, it was just an irony that I felt like I was being surrounded by at the time already, you know, a lot. And I had already been surrounded by that, you know, for a while. And, and it kind of, I guess it, it got to me and it bubbled over in the form of a creative artistic expression. And uh, that's what we decided to um, move forward with since I, it was kind of bubbling over in that way. It felt good to kind of release, re release all of that into this film, which also is somewhat, um, it's somewhat in your face, but it's also somewhat nuanced. Yeah, um, as I was thinking that it's, it's almost like a sketch comedy in the fact that you contain so much, um, I guess you could say social commentary and use comedy and unintentional comedy because these women aren't intending to be funny. Like they're, the things they're saying and the way they're behaving and even their mannerisms to them, they're they're serious. They're like, we're being serious artisans right now. We're, cre we're creatives, we're creators. But like to us, to like the audience and like anyone who was sitting on watching them, who isn't, I would say from their social circles would be looking at them and say, these women cannot be serious. You have got to be joking. So it's almost kind of like a sketch comedy in that way where you get, you pack so much into such a short space of time. And like you did mention, it could be episodic because I could see something like this, um, spanning out into like maybe like a mini series where it would be like what six episodes like their journey from the conception of the film to like maybe even say even making it into the festival circuit till then to the point where someone catches them and says you know what this is full of foolishness and the reason i would say they would make it to the festival circuit because one of the topics that is inferred within the script is nepotism in the industry where there these women are all connected to someone who has power to give them the, the, the wherewithal to make this film. And you could see it making it to the festival circuit because there's no one that would be willing to check them. And even if they are, they don't have the power to, to be the person to say, this is foolishness. But that's it, how a lot of stuff has gotten out there and does get made. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you, you do kind of wonder, you know, you do kind of wonder, how, you know, how, how do certain things get to a certain point where, where, where certain things happen and you scratch your head and you're like, why did nobody in that boardroom speak up? You know, why, I mean, there are so many, you know, checks and balances to the risks that uh, go involved financially in, you know, making a, um, making a creative piece, if it be a film or a commercial or whatever, you know, and you just really wonder like, somebody must have noticed, you know, like look at the Kendall Jenner Pepsi fiasco. I, yeah, I, I really, yeah. it, made me, it made me just scratch my head of like, how did everybody look at that script and was like, yeah, that's, that's a great idea, guys. Absolutely. Let's put millions of dollars into making this. Um, like I, it just, it just dumbfounded me. Yeah, <laughs> you, you use that as an example, but it's not only even as an example, like TV shows or films, and you'll be like, this is a show about nothing. Like, these characters are vapid. Why am I, why is there a whole show about, to use, I, I'll use like, um, 
if you're going to talk about like the keeping it with the kardashians and those type of shows like, and then you even like even more recently the girl the the tiktok dancer quote unquote because of what she was doing wasn't really dancing but now she has a whole reality show in the same vein as the keeping it kardashians you're like millions of dollars is being spent to put, produce a show about her and her family some people that it may sound cruel and me but people really don't care about it they care about it and her family and, and, and what she did because one she hijacked the dance of a black of a, of a young black girl and she's the one getting all the props and the accolades and the whole tv show about it but it, but then you're like this is exactly what you're talking about like people who, who like who have no real talent but they have the connections because she was invited on a talk show so people are like oh so the, if she's invited on a talk show so and it does make you it does make you wonder about quote unquote this matrix that we've created that we live in you know like what are we what are we rewarding and why and how is um and um you know the the playing field is not equal and it's not fair it's definitely not equal and it's definitely not fair and that's just a fact and and you know, what's everybody's responsibility in, you know, in that, and especially people that can make a difference that are at the helm of things that are cultural gatekeepers, like, what can they do to, you know, not, to not propagate this matrix that we've kind of created for ourselves a bit. And it's, I mean, the film is not trying to lecture or tell people what to do or how to behave. It's more just like thought provoking. And, and that was my hope at least. And to also um, be sensitive to the trepidatious gray area of navigating this minefield that we've, you know, that we've created and that we find ourselves in. Um, but it, it, it does, it does make you wonder you know, do, do we have to, do, does, do we have to, does this have to exist this way? You know, is, is there any, any way that, um, you know, change can, can occur and happen in a, in a, in a more meaningful way, you know, that, that, that where representation doesn't feel like representation, you know, this kind of tokenizing of change is what I'm seeing in a lot of different areas um, where it's the, the change is kind of a performative pile up, so to say, but we're not seeing it filter down in, in giving people opportunities to um, kind of, you know, tell their story, if it be in, in film or if it be in politics or if it be in business, uh, you know, it, it, I'm not seeing it to the, you know, as much as, as I would like. I even just recently was watching, it just came out on HBO. Um, I think it was HBO, the, the, the college campus scandal, you mm. know, the, that um, were, it was kind of like the very elite rich people were bribing their way into yeah. having their kids placed at the kind of elite colleges. And, and that was really infuriating. And it was really, a, it was, it was, it, it did make me really shake my head. And I'm sure, uh, you know, just a lot of people felt the same way because especially colleges are supposed to be institutions of learning and wisdom. And um, I mean, 
just betterment and and civilization and just everything like they embody so many wonderful ideals as a society that we hold on to education and and how is education being part of this like capitalist system where rich people can buy their way into testing and better sat scores and fake placements uh you know at places and all of that and and seeing that kind of unmasked in that way and how things kind of operate even if it's not a scam even if it's not bribery the fact that there's this donation system going on behind the scenes you know where you're donating and you may or may not get in and then you know it's it's like it it was it's definitely really upsetting to see that um and i think that the my short touches on all of those types of things you know it in in a myriad of ways mm. It does because like the same show you're talking about. I remember it's the I can't remember her name, but it's the actress from Full House, and um, and I think I, one of the other one of the other people involved was Felicity Hoffman, I believe. Also, she was involved in it. And the things is that when you get these kind of shows that are being made, like people like when that happened, like people on Twitter were calling it from early that it would be turned into a story and it would be turned into a show, and people were like immediately said they we knew that it was going to be about the white women and the white people involved in these scandals and it was going to be about the people with the power but it's not going to be about how these these kind of situations affect the actual students it's not going to be showing from the perspective of the students who don't have how hard they have to struggle to get the these to get these same opportunities. That, it did show that though maybe not to it the did. extent that it could have or whatever but it did it did show it, it to some extent and maybe that would have been uh, done better if they had really tracked people trying to get in you know mm. and what goes into that uh and as well as uh tracking the um you know the rich white people but what was also i mean the the kids of the rich white people didn't even want to go to those schools exactly they like, don't they don't what? care and like they're like they would rather be well oh, so and then you have these other kids that struggle so much and work so hard and want to oh. go you know that don't just have makeup contracts for millions of dollars just because they're the daughters of so-and-so um for no reason at all really um you know and they're getting deprived of, of that so in a sense i mean i think there were a, a lot of things that contributed to the making of of the film from seeing from seeing injustices in that way to you know reading about things like the the uh the scandal with microsoft i'm not sure if you're if you heard about that but it was like during the um black lives matters protests uh that were going that were going on that are still going on that have been going on for a long time and i guess it was like their agency i think it was mccann or something like that um sent out an email to uh an african-american artist whose uh, name i'm forgetting right now um but I'm bad with names in general. And they they wrote her and they said, hey, do you mind like making a BLM mural um, for us right now while the protests are going on and this issue is still relevant? And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Like, wait, wait, like rewind, like what? <laughs> like, what did you just say? Like, yeah, it's it, it is so incredibly shockingly tone deaf you know and it's just like okay you're you're trying to make a statement you're trying to be part of a, a change but 
really like you're Microsoft and you have a shit ton of money, you're a really big corporation, like who's benefiting here? Who's, who's, you've never cared about causes in your life of your company in that way. You know what I mean? Sure. Bill Gates Foundation, not trying to knock that, but as a company, as a political company, you've never tried to be like, I'm Microsoft and I care about, you know, this political cause or this or that, you know, apolitical brand for the most part. Now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're trying to chime in and basically co-opt something that, that people are really upset about and care about. And you, and you're doing it in this super afterthought kind of like clumsy, trite way that feels incredibly untrue where it's like, it would be better if you didn't do anything at all, you know? Yeah, but that's how a lot of these big conglomerates operate. They see that you, you use the word trend and that's, I think that's all that is like mentioned in the film too. And like, this is something that we talk about a lot on social media is a lot of these companies see activism and social justice as something trendy. It's like they, they see it as something temporary because they don't have any skin in the game. The stakes aren't raised for them, right? They're just like, oh, this is gonna be an opportunity for us to make money. It's all about capitalism. Like, you know, like like when yeah. they had the black squares and people are saying, what is your black square gonna do? Okay, I you have, have, a, have a- I have a different perspective on the black square thing, but that's mm-hmm. me. I don't have any problems yeah. with the black squares. There are a lot of people that to my mind also did the black squares, uh, you know, early on before it was kind of a, a thing. And and I'm not like that diehard the way a lot of other people are with the black squares. To me, that wasn't so much performative as much as it's like, do what you can. And if that's what you can yeah. do to, to express your, your solidarity, because I find the whole social media landscape to be so challenging. Like, how do you say something meaningful in this bite-sized, you know, mosh pit of, in, of, of insanity? How, how do you, I, 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 social media baffles me completely. So it's, it's, a, it's a beast for sure. It's, it's something that you got to learn that is, I think is ever evolving one too. So if you just feel comfortable putting up a black square because it's that whole milieu is so scary to, to, to you. And it also, it's like, what do you say about this shit? What do you say that doesn't, that isn't just such a radical simplification of this stuff? So if you want to put a black square, because that says what you want to say right now, that expresses just a form of solidarity. Hey, that's better than nothing. If the, you know, if the, if the Germans have stood up for the Jews en masse, you know, would have been a completely different it situation. Would, it sure. would have been a different story. So for me, being Jewish, I'm like, hey, anything fucking better than nothing to a certain extent. Oh no, for oh, for sure. But it's just like when it comes to companies, like companies, do they do have the power to make significant change and tip the scales? Because like, like I like one hundred percent. Like for a company, they're like, oh, like they're like, okay, paint a paint a mural. Okay, sure, the money is going into the artist's pocket. Yes, fine. But is that all you're going to do? Fine, but it's not only like for Black Lives Matter, it's like what they do for uh, for Pride Month too. Like, you know, they put out all the rainbow flags and all these things, but then their employees are still being disenfranchised. Their employees are still making less than minimum wage. Their their employees barely have any ben- benefits. They're not like, you know, like, like you want to you wanna show your support for these disenfranchised communities and the marginalized? How about you actually take the millions and the billions of dollars you have 
And as you put up your flag and as you put up your black square and as you're paying people to paint murals, well, you actually- Not every black square is equal in a sense. You know what I mean? In that sense, a black square can sometimes be performative and sometimes it can be genuine, you know? Yeah. But in those yeah, yeah. that you're talking about, it's definitely, uh, you know, very performative and that's where i'm saying it's better to just be quiet if that's it you know if 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 in a sense you're doing something in in such a way that you're adding more harm than you are good that you're kind of further further contributing to the problem in a way you know and yeah. um yeah there's definitely um a little bit of a um you know and i mean i'm not i'm i'm not that much a minority but i am a, a woman and i did see this kind of mad dash around people about around our culture being like oh wait maybe it is weird that we don't have women in certain positions of power at a certain echelon and level let's you know quickly make up for that and and uh and you know diversify our roster by adding you know um mm -hmm females to things you know so that we don't look like we have been part of the patriarchal kind of system of oppression yeah um when clearly they were and um really it it, it was there's a way to kind of do something where you're creating lasting meaningful change and there's a way to do something where you're just covering your own ass because you don't want to be canceled or whatever, you know, um, mm -hmm. and you're, you're doing something to cover your ass. And, and I think the two, it, it's very, it's very apparent. It's very easy to discern when somebody is saying, Hey, we fucked up. We're really sorry. We want to be part of the solution. We're looking at ourselves and we're trying to figure out how we can make a meaningful lasting impact. Or if you're just, you know, part of the trend and and that's where what you, you were calling out when you said trend and i did read an article recent i guess it's a an an author maybe his name was tom wolf i have to again i'm horrible with names i have to look up names but um i think it was some um writer in the 60s and he coined the term radical chic oh uh, yeah that i could yeah you know? i don't know it, but it, like this the, the term itself makes sense to me yeah. where it just became like with the whole jane fonda thing and in the 60s and 70s it became really chic to be radical in a way and so um you know i think we're kind of in the same place where all of a sudden we've had this kind of advent of radical chic again where it's just so hot and so in to align yourself in, in certain in certain ways with certain uh, causes and and sometimes it goes right and sometimes it can just go horribly wrong aka my film you know and all the various types of blunders that I set our cast up to experience or to, to go through so yeah like you mentioned um okay so like and it kind of ties in with like you mentioned um about like Jane Fonda and stuff and like one of the one of the lines um in the film I think it's said by Stacia um, where she talks about the year the woman is gone right and i i saw that as a reference to to the to the me too movement especially when it and then and when it has particularly gained traction around 2019 in 20 late 2018 going into 2019 and then like for almost that entire year like as she does she this it's like a year of the women that's when like women were having more courage to speak out 
against you know abuses and 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 issues not only in the film industry but in every industry like i'm a film critic and like there were there are stories about women have, facing um issues and and confrontations and abuse within like film criticism and journalism and then like you had multiple industries like because because like women are abused in every social um every social um climate every um industry and we and it seemed like and I, I you can almost pinpoint where it starts to die down and that was with the oscars in 20 in 2020 and like it happened with the pin so like everyone was like at the oscars with their with their with their me too pins and and then you had like time and you had the time no, no sorry not me too but it was the times up pin and I remember it was this big discourse and people were saying, oh, it's the movement Me Too. And people were saying, well, you know, Tarana Burke was talking about Me Too for the last, what, 13 years, but now it's gaining traction. And then it, that's when it started to seem trendy. And that's when it started to seem like everything was about this. And then it started to slowly die down. And then you like, because like, because of the people that I follow on Twitter, we were, we were like, we we're still talking about this. But we we're still talking about Me Too now in 2021. We we're like, it's never really ended for us, same thing with Black Lives Matter. I'm a black woman, like Black Lives Matter has been a bit, it's something for me from the moment I was born, especially now that I'm an adult and like, I'm more cognizant and aware of everything that's going on and how society treats me as a black woman and my friends. And and we, and like 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 for the, the, the women in the in the film, they're saying, oh, this is just trendy. Like we're gonna just, we're just gonna do yoga and wake up one day and say, I'm gonna make a film about this and I'm gonna win an Oscars. And it's like, they don't, have any real idea of what being woke is like one of my notes in, in that one of the notes that i made is like they misuse the term woke and they like they appropriated it but then they misuse it and change the word and it kind of reminds me of the same thing with sjw where social justice warrior do they do they actually use the word in the script i don't know that they they, they they called they said um yeah once some i think it was stace it was stacia it's it said once, but um, but it's but it's the it's um, but it's not only in the film, but it happens like like because I'm always on social media. It's a lot of stuff that I see, and this is how I interact with so many people. Like the way how things like social justice warrior and even the Me Too movement, the, the term of the Me Too movement went from being something positive and, and representing change for women was then turned against us and made to and made to to make us feel like we are being aggressors against the people you know against people who have heart done harm to women it's like oh you're 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 a me too or not and it's like why should that be anything bad why should a social justice warrior someone who is for social justice be considered bad why should being woke as the term that we we, we coined it be considered bad but this, this is like that and i think it's something like is that so suddenly in the film where they talk about how these things happen in a flash and then it's over and for the people that aren't harmed and aren't offended they move on from it they don't have any real like i said earlier any stakes in the game so for them it's just a trend is what the film we're saying because uh you know a lot of uh, the main all the main characters in the film are women right mm -hmm. and so am i trying to say that all women are stupid no. no am i trying to say that all women can't be successful filmmakers no but am i saying that you know um ignorance doesn't take any hostages mm -hmm and that anybody has the ability to be ignorant if they you know fall into that uh into that um moment yes you know it, anybody can be ignorant it's very democratic in that sense or mm -hmm. you know 
we all have our opportunities at ignorance if we if we if we if it finds us or if we find it so um and and um you know that is that's that is definitely a part of it and then you know especially it it did kind of hint at the fact that um all the characters are extremely well off as you mentioned they all do fit in in, in a certain class regardless of what their ethnicity is yeah um or their sexual orientation they all are of a certain class and um and it questions how does that affect how does that affect things if 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 change is ushered in and permitted and curated by all these gatekeepers of a certain echelon um, and where that echelon also gets to decide how another echelon gets to be a part of their echelon when they are let in, you know, what does that result in? And, uh, you know, we have seen that now with some people questioning the board, you know, the who, who are the voters of the Oscars? Who are the voters of the Golden Globes? Like, who are the people, you know, um, that have the ability to shape our culture and, and who, where are those decisions coming from? Yeah, because um, I want to stick a bit to like, our discussion about women because I do love that all of the characters are women. And they, there, there's an interesting discussion of race and how race is perceived and how and 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 I, I call it latent racism where these women and all, and they and they're like a microcosm of society at large where they say and do things but to them it's not it's not it's not overt so they don't consider it racism so like um because there's a moment I, they see themselves as quite woke yeah that's this, that's the thing they see themselves as woke kind of weird but i'm like really you have you you have a stunning lack of self-awareness because there's a moment where they're talking about making the film about a black woman and and then have her having a baby in prison and then she's like falling in love with this prison guard while she has a baby daddy and it's like so many tropes there's so many even negative the, stereotypes about black women her baby daddy yeah know? even the language yeah yeah they they use the language and it's like you you know it's not a language from from their culture and from their or anything they're familiar with saying because you like one thing i think actresses do it so well like the way they say certain words you know that it's not the word the language of the characters the use of baby daddy is said so awkwardly you know, this is not a word that she says, but she's repeating it because this is something she's heard in media. I don't know. I still find my own. I, I It's darkly funny, but I'm like, if you can't laugh at some of the shit, you know, like, I don't know. That's true. I laugh because I giggle because I'm like, girl, I was like. You shouldn't laugh at, but I mean, me having a Jewish identity, I guess we're pretty good at laughing at horrible things. We've practiced it quite well. And, and uh, it's just one of when you can't do it nothing else to shake your head at something i laugh because there are moments where like and it has a lot to do with the actresses they're they i think they did a really great job like their facial expressions were cracking me like the way they would look at each other it was almost like you could hear like um you know those old vaudeville shows and you can hear yeah. the music in the background signaling their expressions and it was kind of like that so i think they did a really good job but there's like a moment where stacy she's like is this racist? She like, I think it's racist. And then one of the other women, she like, it's not. She like, but you, are we sure? She like, this sounds like a really bad idea. And like her phone rings. I'm like, that's your clue that it is a bad. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. It is a bad idea. Y'all should stop this right now. But they keep going. 
and it's just like they're their their intent their story is about perpetuating perpetuating harmful stereotypes but they don't see it as that because they're like we're telling a story about a woman struggling i'm like no you're not but they're so earnest in their in their wrongness it's that's what makes it funny because like yeah. i'm like we know there's like so many filmmakers and writers like you can like novelists who write these kind of stories and you're like i'm telling us an earnest story and like you're different and the reader will be like really you like i'm sure like like stacy's the, the one voice of reason and she's like this is a bad day and then siobhan comes in and they talk about oh you know like you know about the prison system siobhan is like why would i know about the prison system and i'm like why would she she's a white she's a black a black rich woman who grew up probably went to the same high school and universities that you did how like why would she but so that's wrong. like the i know i know it's so wrong i couldn't help myself since i you know and i looked at some of the youtube comments since it just went live yesterday and it was and some people love the film and really get it and other people really don't and it was really funny to me because a lot of them were like some of them the comments were really amazing like the comments were hilarious you have to go check them out well, the film wasn't funny at all. What would have been funny is for somebody to walk on and call them all airheads and tell them that they're stupid and walk away. That would have been really funny. That, like, that would have been funny because you'd just be like, why is this person being so aggressive? But if you have someone like Siobhan and Stacey, and even like even in the, in the post credits, like there is someone who is like, okay, this is a bad idea. Like I think it's Tara. She's like, they approach her and she's like, oh, are you going to do about the crisis no, about the case being kept in They're like, oh, it's too dark. Some people didn't understand the satire aspect and were like, and we're like yeah. the film is really racist. It's telling you this is how these people are racist and they're so racist they don't and even they're, know they're, they're like, or, or, or they're translating their dislike for the characters into the dislike for, you know, for, 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 for the film. And for me, it's really, it's really, really funny. And some, somebody made a really funny comment that I loved that was like, the film is like, is like what did they call it? they called it it's like woke plus inception because it's so meta and so they called it, it wokeception had yeah, me, yeah yeah had me laughing um but yeah some people didn't get the 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 certain aspects of the of the film and just felt like it was like wow this film is so racist and politically incorrect and evil and you know and it's really it's it's really funny to see you know some people get satire and some people don't or they just didn't follow it um and, and some people like i said they really really loved it um and that was also nice to see i always knew it was going to be somewhat controversial in that way that you know not everybody you know it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay like there's a lot of filmmakers that i love that i know a lot of my friends hate you know and so it is what it is but that's the thing about that's that's the thing about film film like we say art is subjective right and like how a film is received is i think a lot of it depends on where people are the audiences emotionally and what's going on around them in their environment and politically because i could love a film today and then in like a year or so i'd be like wow who no this was a bad idea and a lot of it has to do with like where we are mentally and emotionally when we're watching a film so like for a film like this for some people like because of every of everything that's going on in the world like you got the pandemic and then like like the the physical protests for black lives matter are over because of the pandemic like people can't be out in the streets en masse like they were during like early in the pandemic but because things have, in my opinion have not gotten better people have realized the stakes are higher but they're still using social media they're still using like activism and advocacy and having campaigns and all this for black lives matter so for some people like their nerves may be a bit more raw 
uh, and what's going on. And then for others, if they're not necessarily black or if they're not a woman or if they're not of, or if they're not in the demographic being discussed, it would the, the context of what's being said and done is fly, flies right over their heads. And then of course, there are the people who are just haters for the sake of hating, <laughs> you know? And then there, there are those who like, discredit all of these same things that we're talking about. They don't care about Black Lives Matter, so they're going to see any film that's discussing it as trivial and, and, and unnecessary. They don't care about women's, about women's rights, so any film that discusses topics like that, they have no interest in, and they're just going to see it as being antagonistic. So that's the thing about film. Like, the way how people receive film is so varied. Like, you can't ever, you can't ever, ever predict how something will ever be received. Even, like the, a film could be perfection in my eyes and then someone say, that's utter crap. <laughs> and, and, and it can be vice versa, right? And that's one of the things I love about film and, and media because like, we can sit down and have a discussion about this 14 minute film that you made and our discussion is going all way, has gone all the way past 14 minutes about the film. And we haven't even touched on all the topics that you've talked about in the film because like, so that the, because the way how we perceive things and the things that you're that you are saying in your film and I was saying other directors are saying in their films is like these things are meant to create discussions. They're meant to make us think. They're meant to make us think about more than what we're seeing about um, and what's being. I guess you could say is is meant to make you think about one thing, but that discussion can lead to discussions about others, and it helps people to realize but that. Also, what I really was. Uh, very excited to help be a part of is instigate discussions that are more varied and nuanced and less white and black and new and binary in that way mm -hmm. of like all or nothing this or that you know but like instead ha you know look at something from all the various um angles and find the find the bridges you know mm -hmm. find the commonalities and find the different aspects of things. And, and I feel like a lot of that gets lost in today's media landscape from social media to the, how the news is to how everything has just become like clickbait and quick, easy, biteable bits. Uh, um, and not everything fits into these boxes. Yeah, no, it's true. A lot of uh, social media, social media definitely has its benefits because like I use it to, because I'm isolated, I'm home by myself all day and social media is the only way I get to talk to my friends and discuss film and TV and that kind of stuff. But then it has also created this landscape where people feel they can say any and everything without any real consequences. They can be as hateful and as mean as they want and be as disingenuous as they want. Because like even when me and my friends, we have discussions about film, like on Twitter, there will be people who will join the conversation strictly to be antagonists and they'll and they're being disingenuous and we're like we're trying to have a pro honest conversation about whatever it is we're what we're we're, just, um, we're watching but you're going to come in here just to disrupt and that's that's where social media can that's one of the cons of social media because it has i think created this this atmosphere where people think they have permission to treat and to treat people however they want and say and say whatever they want behind this behind the screen of a phone or a laptop or whatever and they they don't have any they they've stopped caring and they they and a certain lack of empathy has has been created but then but then to counter that like i've met some amazing people because of social media my career as a film critic has happened because of social media and it's thriving because of social media but like when you have but when you do have like films like this like we we do always have to be aware that that like for you as a filmmaker, like you're you're saying that you find these comments as funny, but I'm sure there there'll be moments where you'll be like, 
well, that was just unnecessarily mean and for no reason. And that you you know that people are just being mean for for absolutely no reason, just for, for the sake of being mean. And then like, but like going back to the film a bit, like, like what I said earlier about these, like I could see these women making it all the way to the film to the festival circuit, and they will stop. And the only thing that'll make them become aware is if someone says something that they see as being mean, but the person is just being honest and saying what you guys are doing, this is not art, quote unquote, and you're not being true about the story you're telling you're just doing it for the accolades you're just doing it for being it being you're going to be because you know you'll be awarded for the minimum effort right and and like for them they'll be like that you're being unnecessarily mean but then it will be like hopefully there'll come a moment <laughs> where they listen to what the person is saying and if not all three maybe one or two I'm not, and I, I was thinking particular Siobhan because I'm like the black woman she's in this society she's around these women but like she's faced with racism and because it's not overt, she might not feel that she has the right to say anything. And then in the process, like something may like, this is me reading like way into the future. This I could see where the storyline ends, be, goes beyond where the film ends, but I could see her just like one day be like, you know what? You women are toxic and you're not good for my mental health as a woman and as a black woman in particular. And what you are doing, if you're not going to listen to any suggestions that I have, like I would have to depart from you and our friendship would have to end. And I could see something like that because that's something that happens every day. Some things that we have to make choices and decisions and decide, is this the story I want to tell? And like, what kind of artist I want to be? And that's just me like rambling, but that's mm -hmm. kind of like where my thought process was as I was watching the film. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. No, I'm glad to hear that it's, uh, you know, I've, I've, that it's making you imagine where it could go and, you know, the characters are living with you for a little while longer than the film. I think that's really nice to hear. Um, we'll have to we'll have to revisit that. Uh, a few journalists have said that they would like to see the feature of it, which was never something that we thought about or episodic. Um, but we've heard it now so many times that like, um, it would definitely be fun to work on if somebody wanted to support us in that way, for sure. Hey, YouTube is like YouTube has become a, a, a fantastic platform for creating these kind of projects. Like, I remember I said, I, I it feels to me like a sketch comedy, and I could feel it like be like kind of like that's how it's a race started out. It's a race started out on YouTube, and she's yeah. turning, she's like stretched her story into this amazing career. And then, like, um, it kind of also reminds me of like a black lady sketch show where they they pack so much into like these short, these short little skits and um sketches that it was like, you know, this one could I could see like six pieces and their journey just goes yeah, yeah for sure for sure i i would love to, to, to work on that that'd be so so fine but yeah i mean this is our first uh and my first foray into kind of this landscape i'm a commercial film director otherwise and um you know i put my savings into this one definitely can't afford to keep doing that so <laughs> um and in that sense uh social media and the press is great we're definitely looking for people to connect with in terms of just like you know, um, other creative collaborators um, that, you know, would like from, from, from um, you know, agents to screenwriters to uh, actors, we're looking for just, uh, you know, to, to be part of this kind of uh, community and, uh, uh, and explore other creative projects. So we would love to turn this into like a something short episodic. I think that would be really fun. And also have some other things that we're, we're uh, wanting to work on and um, definitely 
this was kind of a, a piece that hopefully will allow us to make more pieces mm -hmm. in some way or form to continue the conversation. So hopefully, you know, that'll happen. Even if, if we don't get further support, then maybe it will have to be on my iPhone, <laughs> but we'll do it. <laughs> hey, that's possible. Matthew, Matthew A. Cherry's, his, his first film was done like completely on iPhone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. We joked about that sort of thing in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do a lot of my stuff on my cell phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank God for Android, because yeah. I'm an Android person, not Apple. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much uh, for having me and for, um, you know, for, for, for talking about this film and all of that stuff. Thank you so much for talking with me. This has been great. Yeah, my, my newborn son is the new boss in this house. He decides on my schedule. He decides everything. Yeah, I know how that I know how that goes. I don't have kids, but I used to be a nanny and, a, and I used to work in daycare at a public school. Who knows when I'll go back to school because of this pandemic? But yeah, I know how it is. So it's, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> you're doing you're doing just fine. You're doing just fine. I can't wait to um, check out your other podcasts as well. It was such a pleasure. And thank you for supporting, um, you know, filmmakers like me. There's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's very easy to kind of support a lot of people that are already very, you know, established and famous. It's a lot yeah. more to support people that are emerging and that are new voices and that are untested and you're definitely you know part of I think what's making things better so thank, thank you. you that means a lot <laughs> yeah I try to talk to like independent especially female um, in, in female independent filmmakers so that's that's one of my passions just like hearing how women in the industry are like creating their work and coping and doing what they do because let's face it men get all the shine like we like we got women gotta support each other <laughs> very very true very true uh yep i can't disagree with you there thank you all so right. much for talking with me this has been great thank you so much and you have a good rest of your day bye so everyone this has been a, a new episode of carolyn talks thank you so much for listening to this episode and to all the other episodes whether this is a first the first one for you or if you've been with me from the beginning Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me and my guests. This has been great. Um, as I said, you can watch Poppy's film uh, for your consideration on Vimeo and Leto. You can catch other episodes of this here on the But Why the Podcast channel.com as well as other streaming platforms. And you, this one won't be in, on YouTube, but you can catch some of my other interviews for Carolyn Talks on my YouTube channel under my name, Carolyn Hines, that's H-I-N-D-S. And you can see other interviews I've done for the AFCA virtual roundtables for the past year and a half. Recently, we've spoken to the creative team for uh, High on the Hog on Netflix, as well as Dad, Stop Your Embarrassing Me, and also for David Makes Man um, on, own, on the OWN Network, and like dozens of other interviews. And you can catch my new you can catch my Beyond the Romance um, podcast recaps on the podcast channel as well as the YouTube channel as well. Like it's, I've been doing a lot, but I've been having a great time. And you can leave me comments on on um, my YouTube channel and as well as visit my Twitter page at CarrieCNH12. That's C-A-R-I-E-C-N-H12. And on Instagram as well. You can follow my drama life tweets with hashtag dramas with Carrie as well as Saturday Night Sci-Fi where every, every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, me and my co-host, we host a live tweet session where we, where we watch and discuss the film or a film where we watch 
and where we watch and discuss um, our chosen film or TV show for the night. And that's hashtag Saturday Night Sci-Fi. Remember, every, 10, every Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you've seen what we're, what we're discussing or not, you can join in and leave a comment if you would like to. And, and I think that's it. <laughs> Please stay safe and have a good day or night, depending on when you're listening to this. Ooh.